Crawl Space. I am Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you not live from my closet. Hi, everybody. Hi. I have restarted this 16 times because, oh, man, I'm terrified of getting COVID again. Every time I get COVID, my long haul shit gets super fucked up for a while. You guys know I um, It's so funny. So I got a text from or an email from Kaiser asking me to review the doctor that I told you guys about last week that I had to like flip out about to get steroids, right? Um, I think I told you guys about that. Yeah, I did, where I had to fight with that guy and he was like, fine, fine, you want your steroids? And I was like, yeah, man, I do. And so they asked me to review him and I have, like I don't have like a strict rule about this, but this is what I try to live by. Um, I don't like to leave bad reviews, right? Like, I don't understand. Like, if you go to Yelp and go to a bad review and then go to that person's profile, I promise you, it's in 85% of the time, that person only has left bad reviews. And I've been in, you know, in the service industry for a long time. And, you know, you just never know what someone's going through. Like, I've had to work with the flu. I've had to work that. Thank God COVID has sort of taken that away. Um, But like, I've had to work with the flu. I worked the day after my dad died. I worked the night. Like, I found out my grandma, who was like my mother, died when I was like walking into uh, the bar I worked at. And I worked that night. And I I purposely worked that night. Like, my boss was like all waitress, which was really cute because he was like this big dude who like, he's like, it was at Big Wang's. And he's like, oh, be the waitress. And I was like, no, I would prefer to work instead of going home and feeling this. I'd like to, you know, prolong the feeling. But the point is, is I worked, right? So like, we're humans. And, and the, the dead dad, the day after the dead dad, there was no one to work. I had to work the day after my dad died. And so I never leave bad reviews because you just never know what someone's going through. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, what? Like, it's just always so funny to me. People who take like time out of their life, their very limited short life, go on the internet to try and get someone to lose their job or get in trouble over a situation. Um, there was this time. So I have a joke on that. I just put up on TikTok. I'll talk about this, but uh, uh, in a little bit, but if you want to see the full joke, it's on TikTok, and it's also on serious. I'm pretty excited about all these platforms that I'm, I'm venturing out into, but years ago, I, I went out uh, big wings had, uh, it was one of the opening football. It was opening football Thursday and the Broncos are playing. And I believe it was the year we won the super bowl. Right. So we lost pretty bad in the super or the year. Be, I don't know what, whatever we were opening game. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to go to big wings where I worked. I wasn't working. I was going to go watch the game. And I had one of the waitresses reserve me like a big table. And she was a friend of mine, reserved me a big table. And I had like, you know, like three or four Bronco friends. And then also, this is fun, Jeff, who I have the Patreon show with once a month. Um, this is back when, when we, you know, had the off and on. I'd have a crush. She'd have a crush. I'd have a crush, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. He had a crush on me and I got, he's a Patriot fan. I got him to wear Bronco colors that night. So he came and he, you know, whatever, he kind of denies it now, but he also doesn't deny it now. Um, I have a picture for proof, but he came that night and to watch the game. Right. So this random girl that it was a, one of my like customers that I was never, we weren't really friends, but she always kind of wanted to hang out with me. Right. And my buddy Whitney, who you, I've talked about a bunch, he was like, you know, she doesn't really, it seems like she doesn't have friends and maybe cause she kept showing up at mouthy pants. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really care for her. And she doesn't have any friends. Like no one wants to be around this woman. 
and you guys know you've listened to my rules where I, I there's always a reason when someone has no friends like if someone looks at you and they're like I have no friends you're like I, and there's a reason unless they've just moved somewhere or they just no unless they just moved somewhere you know what I mean like if you've been around like if you I, I, I'm sorry a hundred percent of the time I find out why always oh that's why you don't have any friends right so but my buddy Whitney was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe give her a chance. And I, and he's a very lovely man and he's a good friend of mine. And I love this about him, but I don't live by that. But that time I was like, you're right. I'll give this girl a chance. So she kept showing up places and she texted me. She's like, I see that you're going to watch the, the game at Big Wangs. Or she like DM'd me. I don't think I have her number, but she's like, oh, I was sorry that you're, do you mind if I come? And I was like, yeah, join us. Right. So she shows up. And we're watching the game. We're having fun. Uh, I'm doing wang, wang bangers a plenty. If you don't know what that is, it is a drop shot that Big Wangs used to have. Um, it was like, I don't know, orange vodka with whiskey that you would drop into orange juice and Red Bull. It sounds disgusting and it kind of is, but it's delightful, right? I don't know. It's very good. It's like one of the few orange, like one of the few like sweet shots that I really do currently enjoy. I mean, I haven't had one in a while, but like, you know, if you offered me one, I probably wouldn't turn it down. So we're, I'm doing Wayne Bangers a plenty with my Bronco friends. Jeff doesn't drink, so he's just hanging out, eating, you know, whatever. So this girl orders a Wangzuki, which is a cookie that they like bake there, right? Like a half-baked cookie with ice cream. And it takes like 20 minutes to get, depending on the kitchen. But it's like a longer item, right? So, and the place is packed. The place is fucking packed. It's opening night of football in a fucking sports bar in Hollywood, one of the busiest sports bars in LA, right? It's fucking packed. So it's like, everything's obviously going to take time. You know what I mean? So like, whatever it's, we're having fun. We have our drinks. It's fine. So her first wing Zuki comes out and it's burnt. And, uh, and she was like, it's burnt to the waitress. Who's my friend. Uh, her name is Emily. So she's a lovely, lovely human. She's, she's off, you know, she had a kid and got married and is off living her career life. Right. But lovely. I mentioned her by name cause she's awesome. So she, she, she brings over the wing Zuki and the girl who has no friends will call her a, uh, she's like, I probably will forget to call her a, I actually don't remember the girl's name at all, but, um, God, I really don't remember that girl's name anyway. So she, the girl, the girl with no friends was like, this is burnt. I don't want a burnt one. And Emily was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I can't believe I missed that. I'm so sorry. Uh, the kitchen slammed. So I can put in another one, but it's going to be a while because they take so long and they're slammed. And the girl, I don't remember her name, was like, she said, never mind. That's okay. I don't want it. And Emily's like, fine. So like 20 minutes later, she comes back, you know, checks on us or whatever. The waitress, Emily, comes over and checks on us. And she's like, the girl was like, where's my wings, Zuki? And Emily like looks at me and I'm horrified. I'm embarrassed. If I didn't even, if I didn't work there, I still would have been embarrassed by this woman's behavior. The way she was talking to her was like, and she'd never talked to me that way when I was her waitress, mostly because all the guys that she used to come in with didn't really like her either. And they would have put her in her place if she talked to me that way. Right. And like, Emily was like, you said you didn't want it. She's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, yeah, girl, you did. You looked her in the eye and you said, I don't want the Wang Zuki. And she goes, well, now I want it. And Emily's like, well, like I said, it's going to take some time. She's like, I don't care. It's like, okay, well, she walks by and like, dude, you're being kind of rude. She's like, I just want the cookie. I don't know why I'm being rude. And all of us are like, everyone is looking at me like, who brought the asshole? And I was like, oh my God, like what? A, so this is, by the way, the point of the story is showing you the other side of the bad reviews typically, right? And so she's like, cookie comes out like 30 minutes later, whatever, right? So then she eats the cookie. She seems happy. And then our bill comes. Wang Suki's on the bill. 
And she's like, why is the Wang Zuki on the bill? And Emily's like, um, you ordered it? And she's like, yeah, but it came out burnt and then didn't come out for another hour. And Emily's like, um, but you still ate it when it did come out and you didn't like it didn't not come out an hour later. It came out 20 minutes after you reordered. And like, she's trying to be so customer service like, and I'm like, girl, you ordered the fucking cookie and it didn't come out an hour later. And I'm yelling at her cause I'm not working and I don't give a fuck. I'm like, what are you doing? And then Jeff ever, the gentleman was like, I'll just pay for the Wangzuki. Just put the Wangzuki on my tab. And the girl was like, I'm not paying for it. And Jeff was like, I said I'd pay for it. And I'm like, if she, and I'm drunk now. So I'm not nice. I'm like, you're being a dick. So she, I don't know what she does tip wise. I doubt she tips or anything, but I do know that me and all my friends, we over tipped, right? We got a crazy discount because I worked there. Emily brought us comp shots, like whatever. We, I know we over tipped, but I doubt this girl tipped on her like two beers or whatever because she didn't pay for anything else. So we leave and I'm like, I, 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 time and time again, I feel bad for someone. And then I realize why they don't. There's always a reason why someone doesn't have friends. There's always a reason, right? If you have no friends, you're a person listening going, but I don't really have any friends. I don't know. I would take a good hard look in the mirror, man. I know that that's really harsh, but in my experience, every time I've met somebody in my life, unless like the circumstance, obviously it's not all black and white, but unless it's, you know, like I just moved to a town, of course you have no friends there, but you have ties to another part of the world. You know what I mean? So I left and I was like, nope, not going to be that girl's friend anymore, whatever. So like a couple of days later, I get a call from the manager and he's like, hey, what happened with that Wang Zuki on Thursday? And I was like, I like, I didn't even remember. It was so far off my radar. I was like, Wang Zuki. And he goes, yeah, your friend, blah, blah, I can't remember her name, uh, wrote this like heinous Yelp review and then wrote a letter to the owner saying that that woman better lose her job for how she was treated. And I was like, what? I was like, I'm coming in right now. Like I was like on my way or whatever. I was nearby. I was like, I'm coming in right now. And so Mikey actually saved Emily's job because the owner was like, this is unacceptable because this girl wrote this like long Yelp review basically saying that Emily basically told her to fuck off four times and then charged her for a thing she told her to fuck off about, which is like truly not at all what happened. And Mikey was like, she's like one of our best waitresses and also one of the most requested people that like be like whatever. She has all these people that only come for her. And so the owner was like, fine, she can keep her job, but you better write her up or like whatever. And so I explained the whole thing. And then the next day I saw the girl on our next Sunday, I saw the girl with her regular group. And I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, I just didn't like how I was treated. And I was like, you weren't treated anyway. Like I, if anything, and I told Mikey, I was like, anything I should get in trouble. Cause I was straight up mean to this bitch. Cause she was wrong. So all that being said, I don't leave bad reviews. And again, if you go to go to Yelp, I promise you 80% of the time, if you go to Yelp and you see someone leave a bad review, go to all their other reviews and they're mostly bad. So I just don't understand the whole notion of like, this person made my day inconvenient for matters that like was probably out of their hands. And instead of just letting it go, I'm going to hop on the internet and I'm going to ruin their day. Or worse, I hope they lose their job. And the Yelp is full of that. And I just, I just like, I don't. So the point of all that is I got the email from Kaiser that was like, leave a review for this guy. Now, I think it might be a little different because it is a doctor. And this is like the fourth encounter I've had with this doctor that was kind of sketchy, but I don't, I don't know. And I also like, even like with DoorDash, like what I do, like if I have like a bad DoorDash experience, I just don't leave anything. Like I don't, I mean, I tip, obviously that's always going to be ingrained to me. I just don't leave a review when it asks to leave a review. I just like exit out of it. Like 
And if they are really great and they, you know, they, you know, they're great. I just, I leave a review. I don't know. I just, I, I, that's a rule. I live by a loose rule, but I just think, I just don't understand people who are like, I'm going to write a review. It's like, how small is your life? I remember one time I was working at Target when I was in high school. Man, I love that fucking job. I was in high school. I worked at Target. It was, I, I worked, it was like a bunch of other, most of the kids that worked there went to Columbine, which is, uh, you probably know if you know history or, you know, yeah, recent American history, I guess. He was like the first big shooting. So I went to school uh, in a uh, high school shooting in Littleton. And so I went to, sc- I went, I worked with a bunch of kids from Columbine. And so they didn't know that I wasn't really cool over at Bear Creek. So I was kind of cool at Target. Like I was like kind of popular at Target. It was fun. But I was working one day as a cashier and my boss comes up and my boss is probably, I don't know, to me at the time she seemed 70, but I was 16. So she was probably like my age. She was probably like 40. And so, which is so funny. It's just so funny how it works. She comes up to me and she goes, uh, I need to talk to you, uh, you know, log out of your computer. I'm cashiering. So I log out of my computer. I walk over to her and she goes, log out of your register or whatever. She goes, come over here. Um, we had a customer, uh, a woman complain about you. And I was like, oh my God, what, why? And I was so friendly. I loved that stupid job. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, why? And she goes, she said that you didn't say, ask her how her day was. And I, 16, started laughing. And I was like, man, how sad is that lady's life that she has to complain when the 16-year-old at Target doesn't ask how her day was? And my boss was like, excuse me? And I was like, I mean, come on, right? And she was like, no, you need to ask all of them. But like, I stand by that. Like, I don't know. I usually asked everyone how their day was. One time I accidentally told a guy I loved him. We had such a good rapport. I was like, all right, man, I love you. And he turned around and looked at me. And I didn't know what else to do except for just smile and keep waving because I couldn't. I know if I tried to like recant it, I would look crazier. So I just was like, bye. Like I used to like talk to all of mine. If you were ever came when I worked at big wings, especially during football season, like everyone was like, that bitch loves her job. Like I just like humans. Right. And so I probably didn't ask how that woman was for a, a plethora of reasons, but it wasn't that I never asked people how their day was or I was being a dick. You know what I mean? But I just, yeah, I look at that and I'm like, God, how small is your life that you are going to go out of your way to like hurt another human who didn't, you know, who didn't give you your ranch dressing promptly. And I will die on that hill, man. You know what I mean? That's why I tip people too. Like there's times that people are like, I'm not going to tip you because my, my food took 20 more minutes than it was supposed to. And it's like, well, the owners are trying to cut costs. So they only have two guys in the kitchen where they normally have four. So everyone's food's coming out and I got it out here as quickly as I can, but sure. Don't give me any money on all of the shit you just ordered that I ran my ass off to get you for the last hour and a half. That's cool. By the way, I have a school thought of that when people don't tip in situations like that they weren't going to tip you anyway and if you're a person who's like i tip unless the service is bad no you are a person who looks for reasons not to tip and i will die on that hill too because i've been doing this long enough and i can tell you like when i like i am 97 percent right maybe more right when i when i know someone walks in if i know they're going to tip or not you can just tell and 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 i read people man i've read people my whole life that's kind of how i i don't even know why i got on this Oh yeah, I can't breathe. I'm having a hard time breathing. Although I didn't, I, I my breathing started regulating a little more. I just came from this job. This is a funny story. So a couple of weeks ago, so I do these jobs sometimes where you go in, they give you, you know, a couple of products and then you go away for like three weeks and you, you know, take pictures and you, and I actually have a, the poop scoops about a job like this. Um, and so, uh, you, you know, use the product for a couple of weeks and then you come back and you tell them about it and then they give you 
I don't know, today I, I did it. It was like an hour total, like the first half hour, the first day, half hour today, hour total right by my house. I made a hundred bucks. Right. And I got all this really cool, um, face shit. Um, and so you do that or whatever, but it's so, so funny when I got this job. So they like, they emailed, they emailed the day and times, but on the email. So I guess there was two days they were doing the job and they put both days on my email and they were like, if you have an issue, call Don Marie. Important for the story, her name, right? Call Don Marie. I think I met Don Marie in person today, but I wasn't sure. So I didn't want to like be like, hey, were you the broad that I... So like, so I called on Marie and I was like, Hey, you know, left a message. It was just like, I'm not sure which day I'm supposed to come in. Call me back when you can. Right. And so then I, with this day that she was going to call back, I had a phone interview for some like, some like freelance bartending job. Right. And it was supposed to be a FaceTime interview. I don't know if you guys are going to be fun. I think this is as funny as I did, or if I'm able to even convey it as, cause it was so fucking funny. So the woman who I'm supposed to FaceTime with is named Donna, right? So very similar names. So Donna Marie calls me and she's like, and I'm at the exact same time the interview. And she's like, hi, this is Donna Marie or Don Marie. Um, and I was like, oh, and I just, I didn't even say like, hi, how are you? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like prepared for a FaceTime. And she goes, oh, you, you want to, you're going to, you want to FaceTime? And I was like, well, yeah, that was the impression I was under thinking it was the other broad. And I was like, that was the impression I was under. So, um, she's like, yeah, yeah, I, I we can FaceTime. I'm like, I'll call you. Is this a good number? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. So I FaceTime this poor woman who is like, I don't like getting a phone call without it being scheduled. You know what I mean? Like no one likes the phone ring and be like, why the fuck is that guy calling? But let alone a fucking FaceTime. I have some I have people in my life who FaceTime me and I'm like, nope, nope. Got to schedule that. Um, so I forced this woman and I'm like, hi. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just under the impression how oh, you were going to FaceTime. And she's like, um, yeah, I, it, it's fine. I was just calling to say that, yeah, you come in on the 18th instead of the 17th. And I was like, huh? Oh, you're the face cream lady. I'm so sorry that I did that to you. And then Donna called and I tried to explain the story to Donna and she did not think it was that funny, but I found it very funny. And then when I went into the job, I tried to explain it to the girls who were taking pictures and giving the product. They kind of laughed. They kind of laughed. I don't know. So I don't know if you're at home laughing, but sometimes, sometimes when you do the, when you're, when you do the jokes, when you're a comedian, you'll hear comics on stage tell jokes. I mean, I wasn't telling a joke then, but like tell a joke and then no one laughs. And they're like, honestly, I don't care. That joke's just for me. We all have those jokes. We're like, I don't care. Um, this story I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So I have had a big couple of weeks. It's so interesting. Like I, as I've, I've talked about, I have codependency issues um, as a result of growing up in an alcoholic addicted home, right? And so I, I have a hard time letting people go, um, letting situations go. Like, you know, I stay in these relationships way longer than I should just because I'm terrified of abandonment, like recreating the abandonment feelings that I had as a kid. And that's, that's like the base of why I go to ACA, right? Like that right there is why I go to ACA. But in the last several months, I have, I've been just, I've just been, you know, moving people, as they say, to the cheap seats in my life, like, um, not kicking them out of my life, but just moving them, you know, 
to the cheap seats. Uh, you don't get full access anymore because, you know, you're not supportive, you're toxic, you know, for various reasons um, where we grew apart, all kinds of reasons. And it's been really tough and I'm codependent. So my codependency shit is just like, you know, I'm going to extra meetings and talking about it extra because, and, and like I said last week, you know, I had my friend text me who just said, you know, uh, I, you know, I know you're feeling this way and you know, the rule I have, I'm awesome and I deserve to be treated as such. And if you don't, then you've got to go, you know? And, and so it's been, but it's been wild. Like since I, I'm, I'm a big believer in this. If you make room in your life, if you, if you, you know, like, it's like if you cut out, it's like, you know, if you make room in your closet for newer clothes, like you get rid of old clothes, somehow better clothes come into your life. You know what I mean? Somehow, somehow you go and buy them usually, but you know what I mean? Like you move, you make room in your life for better shit when you, when you, when you clear out the, you know, the, the not great for you shit. And it's been, uh, you know, as you guys know, it's been a really, it's been a really tough few months. Um, I still can't believe he's gone. Um, it's, I just, I can't, and I know it's going to take time. Um, you know, he was here every day for 11 years, Henry, obviously. Um, and so it's just, it's just, it's weird to, I can't describe the amount of pain I am. I I'm in about this. Lucy and I are, are figuring it out. Um, I am getting a cat on Sunday, not, not to adopt, but my friend is going to Italy for, a couple of weeks and she, she was like, I have, you know, she recently lost her other cat and she was like, so do you, you know, he's, this one's really cuddly and maybe it'll be nice to have a cuddly cat. Cause Lucy's how Lucy cuddles is she'll lay right next to my face at six in the morning and lay down. And I don't know how long she's been laying there, but then around six 30, she just starts meowing for me to pet her. And then I open my eyes and she stands up and like presents. So I pet her, um, which is fun. It's a new addition. She has not really ever done that. She's never done that before Henry normally, you know, and I'm hoping she's okay when this other cat comes in. Cause the only thing that she has never been afraid of was Henry and, and, you know, we're finding our way and, you know, so the last few months have been really hard, probably some of the hardest of my life. And, and it, and it, and I, I, you know what they, and I've learned this every time I go through a tough time, you really do find out who your people are when shit hits the fan. Cause when shit hits the fan, you know, the, the people who aren't your people don't stick around. Um, there are people that I thought were my people and, um, well, it turns out I was wrong about that. <laughs> uh, but it's wild because I, you know, I've made space for, for more healthy shit in my life. And the last few weeks have just been awesome. I, I was really afraid, um, to post my stand up on my TikTok. I was really afraid to do that. And every month for the last, like, I want to say, yeah, since like February, what is that? Six months, every month since February, I've been like, all right, on February 1st, I'm going to post four videos a day. I'm going to do it. And, you know, back in February, uh, someone who was in my life um, had a really bizarre reaction. And I was trying to do it. I actually, you know, I was, I was, I was doing it with my, my running and whatnot, my COVID and my running. And I had someone in my life who, who was, uh, had a really weird reaction to it. Um, like almost was like, I'm not supporting this. <laughs> like, I just like, nope, I'm not supporting this. And she was like, and if you really need me to, you can just, 
email me all of the links of the things you need me to like. Like it was just so condescending and passive and like, but it, but you know what? At the time I didn't realize that that had, if you've read the artist way, um, which I'm about to do again with a friend of mine, I'm very excited about it in a couple of weeks where finishing something else and then we're going to do something else. Um, but we're going to do that. And there's something with the artist way of like, of like shadow. I, I can't remember exactly, exactly what it is, but it's like people in your life that, you know, shit on your art and they, and I don't even think they consciously know they're doing it. You know, I don't think this woman was doing it to like hurt me. I, and obviously I think that has something to, all of it has something to do with her, nothing to do with me, but I was already really insecure about getting my shit out there. And so I like, I let that live in my head and I didn't even know that it was that that was living in my head, you know? And again, you know, my family, a lot of my, not all of them, as I've said, but there's, there's select people in my family who, when they get a chance, they like to knock me down a peg. And I just, I don't have that bone in my body. Like I'm like, Ooh, you're up a peg. I'd like to give you one of my pegs to put you up further. You know what I mean? I don't know if that analogy works, but do you know what I mean? Like I want to like, I want to push everyone I love up, up, up. I want them to fucking shine. And unfortunately not everyone is like that. And I'm, I'm slowly being able, you know, I'm slowly, but surely only having those people in my life that are like, I want you to shine. Cause you shining doesn't mean I don't get to shine. It's like, like they say, it's not pie. Like you shining doesn't make me shine any less, but like, that woman, all of her opinions about my TikTok lived like rent free in my head and I didn't even know it. And I knew, you know, I, I know I have some of the, the particular members of my family living in my head rent free, you know, letting me know I'm not good enough. No one's going to laugh. You know, you're not even that funny. Wow. Only a hundred views, you know, like that stuff. And I already have one of those voices. As you know, I call him Brian. He's my critical parent. And, and, you know, like, I already have one of those. So why do I have friends in my life that like add to that? Right. But I didn't realize until, so every first I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then, you know, I'd find 150 reasons not to do it. In September 1st, I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I, you know, I started these two new jobs, which I'll tell you about, but I started, you know, I started this new job and, um, I haven't started the other one yet, but I started this new job that is a lot of work, a lot of work. And I was like, Oh, you know, it's a lot of work. So, I'm going to make an excuse about how I have no time to do this. I have a lot of time, right? I don't have kids. I don't have like a nine to five job. I have a lot of time to do these things that I want to do to further my career is what I'm saying. I don't have a lot of time for like bullshit, but I have time for like this, right? So the first I made up a bunch of excuses and then the voice that is getting louder and louder, the positive voice was like, why don't you just see what happens? Just post four videos today and see what happens. And, you know, um, and I realized, uh, I realized that that voice from that woman in February who had the weird reaction to it um, was still living in there. And then I, I, and once I was able to identify why I was having such a hard time, I was able to, you know, move that, that, that shit out of the arena completely, right? Not even in the cheap seats, just like, bye-bye, birdie is what I almost said. Bye-bye, birdie. And, uh, but then... But then I had another, so I had another friend message me. And by the way, TikTok's going great. Um, I'm now on what's today, the seventh. I've posted two videos today. I got two more. So I've done four videos a day since the first. And my goal is to do four videos a day through September just to see what happens. Now, I was told that is how you get traction on TikTok. Like you can't, the, 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 the key to TikTok is consistency and not just one video a day, but like two, three, four a day. And I thought four might be a little much, but it really isn't. 
And it's actually like ignited excitement about my standup that I haven't had for a little, a little bit. Like it comes and goes, but now I'm like, oh my God, I'm a comedian. I'm fucking funny. Right. And each time I'm like, oh man, I'm going to run out of a video. Oh, I thought I forgot about that joke. You know what I mean? It's like ignited this new writing thing inside me, which is so cool. But like, so I have another friend who, who, who was like, oh my God, I'm really, you know, I'm really inspired by your TikTok because she was having the same stuff in her head that I was that like, oh, no one's going to like it, blah, 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 blah. People are going to say shit. And I, and I text her back and I realized I needed to text myself this for when I forget because it's so easy because, you know, everybody like whether they mean it in a malicious way or not, we all get talked about by someone, you know, the song, everybody talks, everybody talks, everybody. I don't know the rest of the words, but like everybody talks, you know what I mean? And like, and like, and, and like I've said before, like sometimes, like if you catch me on a bad day and you say something like that, like I will internalize it and I will hold on to it for the next two years. But a lot of times I just let the shit roll off my back because you know, a lot of people I worked at with big, at big wings. Um, I hear they have a lot of, you know, colorful things to say about how unfunny I am which is so fun to hear. Uh, but, but like normally I just let that shit roll off my back. Cause like I said, I'm like, when did they say that in between working their bar shift and doing cocaine or, you know what I mean? Like they're not like, and so I just never, I, I usually let shit roll off my back, but sometimes I don't. And so I was like, I wrote this down. I'm going to say it to you. Cause I said it to my friend and I think it's true. Um, I now realize that the people who have negative shit to say about anyone, it's their own insecurities. That's it. So it means that it means that something I'm doing is so awesome that it is bringing out their own BS, which is none of my fucking business. And that's so true. You know what I mean? Like the woman who had the weird negative reaction to my TikTok in February, that had nothing to do with me. I have no idea what it had to do with, but that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like I was, so I have a, a friend that got married. Um, I didn't go to the wedding. They're, they're more of an acquaintance. And I have another friend who used to date that friend and like, uh, like a lifetime ago. And he had something shitty to say about her new husband, like something really petty. And like, he like said it and I was like, gross. I can't even remember what it was, but it was just like, ew, I didn't know he liked this or she liked this type of guy or whatever. And I was like, ew, why would you say that? And he was like, Oh my God, I don't know. I'm so sorry. And then like an hour later, he's like, I hope that doesn't get back to it. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. It's just, but I realized that like that guy only said that because he was feeling insecure because, you know, maybe he thought this broad was like the one that got away or whatever. I have no idea. I didn't do any kind of detective work because truly I didn't give a fuck, but it made me realize that every time someone has like a negative reaction to something I'm doing, which of course, unless it's like, you know, unless I did something to them and my side of the street's not clean, but just like me living my life and someone having a re negative reaction about it is always a hundred percent their shit. It means I'm doing something so awesome that is bringing out one of their, some of their old BS, whatever their BS is. And that's none of my business. And if I can just tattoo that and remember that, and I'm so grateful for this TikTok adventure, adventure, that like, and I'm glad I did it now because honestly, I don't know if in February I would have been able to feel all of this because, you know, I've been stripped down of all of everything in the last couple of months. And now I'm just like riding raw. You know what I mean? Gross. That was like a no condom sex joke. I didn't mean to do that, but it was, you know, objectively funny, right and raw. But you know, that's how my emotions are, man. I'm just free balling my emotions right now because I'm just fucking raw, dude. 
And I'm, I'm going to write that down. And I hope this is a nice reminder for you. Like write that book, do the thing. Like I had a friend text me the other day and I'm going to talk to her next week about it. Oh, I just don't have time this week. And I think I'm going to make a course or something. I don't know. Like you can like, you can like write a course or something and like put it on the internet and make money off of it. Cause so many people have asked me how I wrote a book. I just wrote the fucking book. That's the problem. So my, I've talked about this before. When I first started Crawl Space, uh, my buddy who is a, ma- a magician, he's not a magician. I don't know. I said that. <laughs> he's a manager to musicians. It's kind of the same as a magician. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. You know, I go on social media and I'm like, if I had a podcast, would you listen to it? Whatever you write. And my buddy DMs me, the magician. Uh, he's a manager. You all uh, understand. Uh, he DMs me and he's like, hey, word of advice, uh, just record and post, record and post. Don't fucking think. And I was like, what? And he goes, so many people spend so much time like, like lallygagging. He didn't say that, but like procrastinating, just doing the fucking thing because they're scared. Like people will be like, I had to get the right pen. The right pen doesn't matter. Write the book. You know what I mean? And I'm so grateful to this guy because he's right. I would have like recorded one episode and then I would have listened to it. I would have pulled, ripped it apart because I'm weird and people are going to think I'm weird. And like I would have, you know, people are going to judge me. And instead I just didn't think. I recorded three episodes. I put them out there and then I just kept recording. And some of the shit, yeah, I'm like, man, I probably should have talked about that. And some of the episodes I'm like, nah, that wasn't my best self. But you know, we learn whatever. But like I just fucking recorded. And that's with the book. Just write the book. Just write it. And I mean, that's what the whole course is going to be about. And that's exactly what I'm going to tell this woman. Uh, if you have an idea, just do it. Um, my buddy, and this is one of my rules too, because this is something my buddy taught me when I first moved to LA. I think it was a Bill Murray quote too, but he was like, the person next to you is going to judge you no matter what you do. So you might as well do shit you love because you're going to get judged anyway. So you might as well do something you love to do. And so I'm on TikTok. I'm posting videos. One of my videos before I hopped on had 6,800 views. How fucking rad is that? My friend Jess, her husband, I showed up on his For You page. So it's just, I'm just really, I'm really grateful. One guy on one of my things, and I want to ask you, do you guys think this is true? It's going to live rent free in my head um, in a good way. I won't be able to unsee it. He made a comment that I look like Sarah Palin. Do I look like Sarah Palin? I kind of see it. At least she was one of the hot senators. She's a senator. I don't know what that broad did. She was in Congress or something. I don't know. I should know that. That makes me look dumb. But Sarah Palin, do you see it? I don't know. Uh, so as one of my, you know, like I said, I, I do these jobs. This is your poop scoop, by the way. Oh, what I'm going to do with poop scoop. Uh, I am very excited. So on TikTok, I'm going to start reading the poop scoops that you guys sent to me. And I'm going to do my own poop scoops too. I'll probably just cut, you know, cut this and then put it on TikTok. But if you want, and it'll be the same if you want your name up there. Cool. If not, I'm hoping to get more people to email me fun poop scoop stories by doing this. I, uh, waiting on Roger. I think Roger's waiting on me to let him know if part two, if he already sent me part one of two girls, one poop or something like that. Two cups, one poop. I can't remember what it was called, but it was one of the funniest things I've ever received via electronic mail. Um, so I'm going to put them up on there, but your poop scoop this week. And I don't, I don't know if this will be, 
funny or not. But so I, so like a year ago, a year ago, I remember it was a year ago because Henry was in the, at the doctor getting his, his big heart examined to make sure his big heart, apparently his heart was fine. It was belly. We probably should have looked at his belly. Sorry. It's still really painful. Um, there is a TikTok sidebar. I don't know if anyone's going to find this funny. I said it to my cousin last night and she was or the other night and she goes, Jesus Christ. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to be the only one that finds it funny. And it might just because I've lost so many people and animals in my life that I just, and I'm an animal comedian, so my brain works differently. But this guy posts this thing about dogs on TikTok. Trigger warning, it's a little sad, but it's 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 so funny. It's so fucking dark. So he's like, get a, get a dog, get a best friend. This is, you know, if you want a best friend and someone who loves you unconditionally, get a dog. It's 10 years of having your best friend, the best thing in your life, always have it, having him by your side, just lots of adventures, 10 years of lots of adventures, two years of vet bills, and then a tragedy you'll never recover from. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the TikTok had the dog like smiling, but it's so true. Cause it's like, that was Henry. It was like 11, like 10 years of, you know, my best friend, one year of vet bills and then a tragedy. I'm probably never going to recover from. It's so fucked up. Anyway. So I don't know if anyone's going to find that as I watched it like four times. It was just, I, I appreciate dark humor. And also am I, and I'll talk about this in the next story I tell, like, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I would have never, ever survived my childhood had I not had humor, ever. Like, I'd be dead by now if I wasn't able to find that funny. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've been through some traumatic shit, man. Like, some of the most heinous shit one could go through. And I don't think I would have survived it if I wasn't able to make things funny. And so... I appreciate people who can make tragic shit funny because like that's all we have. I used to talk to my uncle about that. Um, the one who passed earlier this year because he, you know, he always, he always questioned my, my stand-up and just like he didn't like all the jokes. Not my jokes, but just in general stand-up and how, you know, he, he thought things were off the table and we used to talk about it and I was like, you know, man, I disagree. I don't think anything is off the table, but if you're going to tell a, you know, a joke about some tragic shit, like I know I, I saw a Canadian comedian. I can't remember his name. A couple of months ago, we were performing on the same show and he had a school shooting joke and it was, I, I, I can't quote it. So I, I, this is irrelevant. I don't even know why I'm telling you about it now. Cause I can't quote it and I don't remember the guy's name, but it was so fucking fire, but it was so poignant and it was so like exact, like talked about the gun violence in America, like all in one little four minute joke. It was fucking genius. Right. And after the show, he goes, Oh man, most people will get upset about that. I'm like, well, I grew up near the place and I lost a friend in Columbine. So like, I, you know, I, so I am, I've always been under the school of thought that you, nothing is off the table, but if you're going to go there, it better be fucking fireman. And a lot of comics aren't able to do that. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, you know, a lot of comics are, but a lot of comics aren't. So a year ago, um, I remember, so I, I had this job where it was like, I don't know, it was like one fifty for a half hour to go in to this like place and, uh, you were going to, you just talk about, you know, the poop problems you have. And, you know, it's no joke or it's no secret that I have IBS and uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, this is the poop scoop, by the way. So it's no, no, you know, it's no secret I have IBS. So I go in there and I sit down in the room and it's like the guy, the director and like a couple of other dudes, like the DP or whatever, you know, all the can the crew. And so there's like four people in there and they start asking me about 
you know, my, my poop situation and I am trying to make these people laugh and they are not laughing. And as I'm talking, I realize I'm like, oh, this isn't funny. This sucks. What I go through with my poop stuff sucks. Sorry, this might not be that funny of a poop scoop. It's just very interesting. If you want funny poop scoops, you got to email me poop scoops, guys. I can't poop my pants anymore for this thing. I just can't do it. I mean, I probably will. You know, I, I do take a lot of gambles. So, um, Jesus. So like I'm telling, I'm not laughing. And then I realize halfway through, I'm like, this stuff is, it sucks. This stuff really sucks. And so then I start really talking about it. I'm still funny or whatever, but I'm, you know, I'm, and when I, the guy just had so much empathy for me. You could tell he was just like, man, I am so sorry. Cause you know, like, and the problem is if you have a flat tire and you're late somewhere, you're just like, oh, I had a flat tire. And the person's like, all right, that's fair. But if you're like going to shit your pants and you're chained to your toilet and there's nothing you can do, you telling your employer that you're, you know, you're going to shit your pants or be late or be, and be on time or be late. Those were the options. I tried telling an employer that once I was like, Hey, this may be too much information, but I had to turn around because I was about to shit my pants. Um, so I'm currently on the toilet with really bad diarrhea. I will get there as soon as I can. And she was like, ew, why would you tell me that. I'm like, because if I told you anything other than the truth, you would be like, you were just late. You know what I mean? Like I always say, there should be a poop law, right? I'll say it again. Poop law. We should be able to just look at people. If we have a poop issue, like we're about to poop our pants, you know, we've all had some sort of poop emergency, even if we don't have IBS and you're late somewhere, you just walk in and you go poop law. And then the person goes, got it. And then there's nothing else that needs to be said. Now, the problem with poop law is people like they do with COVID now. They they use it to get out of shit. They're like, oh, I have a fever. So I don't think I should come to your party that I didn't want to go to anyway. So now I'll just blame this fucking you know, virus and I won't go to your party. So then they'll learn about poop law and they can just be late and they'll be like, poop law. You know what I mean? So I think that there has to be some sort of consequence. Now, I don't know how, and I've talked about this probably way more than I should. I don't know how we'd enforce it. But I think if you, if you use poop law, poop law's powers for, for good or for bad and you lie and you don't actually have a poop law, I think we should force you to poop your pants at a bank. Now, I know bank sounds really random and I know I keep saying bank and some people have come at me and been like, actually, this place sounds worse to poop your pants. And then I then I debunk it. I have yet to hear a worse place to shit your pants than a bank because it's wide open. It's bright as fuck. There's nowhere to hide and there's no public bathroom and like library, public bathroom, rafter is a little dimly lidded. Like there's many places to hide airplane. There's still a bathroom and it's dimly lidded. There's places to duck in and hide. You probably have your luggage above you so you can just change bank worse. So if you break the poop law, you got to shit your pants at a bank and you're not going to know when it's going to happen. So you can't be prepared. I'll die on that hill. Uh, I'll die on this hill should be the name of this episode. Maybe it will be. So, so I go, whatever. I leave the place. I leave. This is a year ago. I leave and you know, I'm kind of stressed out because of Henry and I leave. It's so wild to think about that too. Just like how much that stress didn't matter. Cause like a year from now he was gone. Um, you know, like my uncle said a couple of weeks, a month ago where he was just like, we always think we have more time, man. We always think we have more time. Anyway, anyway, um, I almost said any hoozle, which is super something I've never said in my life. Uh, so as I leave, the guy was like, he's very nice. He goes, um, if we're able to help you, 
would you accept the help? Like if we can do something to help you, would you accept the help? And I was like, yeah, dude, at this point I'd eat a child in order to, I don't think I said that. And I don't know why I said that now, but like at this point, you know, I would do anything to get this to stop. It's a full blown nightmare to have real IBS, right? It's a really big nightmare. And he goes, all right, cool. So like four months ago, so almost a year later, they call me and they're like, hey, if we give you this product, will you take it every morning and then just make like little videos and we'll pay like 500 bucks, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll try anything. So we started doing this product and it has helped quite a bit. And it's weird. I stopped drinking coffee on the product. I did drink coffee today because I was really tired. I've been having, well, like I said, my COVID stuff has been ramping up. So my fatigue has been bad and I have a lot going on anyway, whatever. But I like kind of stopped drinking coffee on it. I don't like binge eat anymore. It's kind of crazy. Like how this stuff is like, so then they called me last week and they were like, Hey, if you, if we want, if we asked you to come into the studio, would you sit down with the creator of that product and with a couple of other participants and just like openly talk like you did last year? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, we'll pay you 200 bucks. It'll be three hours, 200 bucks. Guys, I got paid like $75 an hour to sit down with one of my favorite actresses. Um, Maggie Q. She's a delight. She's, she's not like, she's not like, like crazy famous, but she's in a ton of movies that I just fucking love. And I just love her. And I showed up and they told me it was going to be her. I was like, be cool, crawl. Also, when I sat down and I met her, she goes, I loved your video. She's like, you are so funny. I was like, oh my God, Maggie Q thinks I'm funny. Uh, but we like sat down. So I got paid. So this is sort of the poop scoop. This has all been, but we, we, I got paid to talk about poop, poop for like three hours with one of my favorite actresses and two other broads. And it was like a woman, like probably in her late twenties. I don't know. I don't know how old anybody is. I don't look like I'm 40. So I don't know how, and a woman who is older than me, a woman who was younger than me and a woman who was older than me. And then Maggie Q. And we just like talked about poop. And one thing that she brought up, which is wild. And if you have kids, I, I implore you to talk to them about poop. You know what I mean? Like my grandma used to talk to me about poop all the time. And then I was the weirdo that was like open about talking about poop. Right. But like, we literally like give a fuck about like, this is what she brought up. We literally give a fuck about what our baby, like our baby from like infant until they potty train, how much they poop and pee. Right. Like we watch that shit like a hawk. Some people even log it. You know what I mean? Like it is like it's reported to the doctor. But then as soon as the kid is able to do it on their own, we just are told never to talk about it again. So a lot of us who suffer from IBS and I say suffer because dude, legit, like it, I'll say it took me 50 episodes of crawl space to run out of my own stories of like shitting my pants or like barely making it or embarrassing public bathroom stories. You know what I mean? Like it took me that many that many episodes. And so it is like a suffer through. And also doctors like gaslight you quite a bit. Like 20 years ago, I told a doctor I had IBS. Not sorry. 18 years ago, I told a doctor I had IBS. I read it on the internet. Internet wasn't the way it is now, but like, you know, you had the dial up, you did whatever. And I told her I had IBS and she basically laughed me out of the doctor's office. She told me it was a made up disease that it wasn't real that I just needed to eat more fiber. And also I'm le I learned with this new job, it's not just about eating fiber because sometimes you eat too much fiber, but your body is not able to break it down. Or that's why people intermittent fast. I learned so much. I feel like I'm having like some kind of manic episode. I'm so excited about this. I learned so much talking about poop while getting paid, um, which is so rad. So like why people intermittent intermittently fast is that like your body takes a while to like break down shit. So when you wake up in the morning, your body is still breaking down stuff from last night's dinner. So if you put more food in it, it's like putting just more 
shit in there that it needs to break down and it just gets backed up. And so doctors, she's just like, just eat more fiber, stop smoking, stop drinking coffee and stop drinking alcohol. Now I've done all of those things and my IBS has not really changed. Right. And, but the woman basically told me I was a fucking idiot and laughed me out of there. So like 15 years later, now IBS is recognized as actually an issue that people have. And more often than not, women have it because we are told right away that pooping is gross. We shouldn't talk about it. Only boys poop. No one wants to hear about a lady pooping. It's not lady like, and it was just so cool. Cause I was sitting next to this woman that I already like admire her like art. And of course I wanted to like fangirl out, but I also wanted to be cool. So to pop, if we become best friends, like I hope we do, she didn't get my information, but I may be back for whatever. But if we become friends, like I hope we do, like 10 years from now, we'll be like, well, uh, that went off the rails a little bit. Now I'm embarrassed. What if she listens to this? She probably won't. But if she does, hi. Uh, so, but like, we talk like a lot of like she says like she talks about this stuff on like I've seen her commercials and shit all over YouTube and she goes yeah I have friends that call me all over the country and they're like Maggie I heard your 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 commercial and it was just like too much information and I'm like girl I relate to that so hard so many people tell me when I talk about my poop shit it was a good day man it was just a really good day and uh and then I got more product and I'm hoping and she said that it took her body like a year to like get better like and I'm like yeah this like the other two girls seem to have a little bit more of successes than I did but I'm like well I'm gonna keep going if this like it's just like the right amount of like probiotics in my tummy and my gut I'm just really focused on my gut health right now I did not think I would end with that the poop scoop but send me your poop scoops <sighs> dreams come true man it was a really good day plus there were dogs there what a fun time what a time to be alive um so, uh, let's see here. So that is the poop scoop. Please send me your poop scoops. I say it every week. I also didn't check my email today. I checked it yesterday. Anyway, send me your poop scoops. I'm going to start reading them on TikTok too. Uh, I won't say your name, but I'm hoping that will generate more people to send me their stories. Um, and if you want to leave like an audio, like I say every week, just email the audio or email the written out at K-Y-M-K-R-A-L-S-P-A-C e at gmail.com kim crawlspace at gmail.com um let's see yeah and uh let's do i'm a one lucky broad i'm one lucky broad dude i just feel so grateful lately i've had a really tough few months as you know it's you know it like beginning of august mid-august from like the time henry got sick um to when my my friend died I literally was like, I don't think I've ever been this sad in my life. And I don't think I'd had ever been that sad in my life. And I, and I, I knew enough and I talked about this. I knew enough that I would get on the other side. Like I've been through enough and I've gotten on the other side of enough that I knew if I kept swimming, I would. And I'm on the other side. And of course I'm going to be grieving both of these people. I, Henry's of people for a long time. Grief isn't linear. Today is a good day. Last night was hard. You know, it's, it's, uh, there's guilt in there. Um, you know, there's, you know, all this stuff, but I'm one lucky broad that I also have some of the most supportive rad people in my life. And I just, I'm starting to, you know, you know, I'm, I'm learning to be more and more picky about who gets my energy. And the more I'm picky about who gets my energy, the cooler the people are that come into my life. Like it's, it is, it's so weird. Like I've heard so many times, be careful what you ask for because you're going to get it. And the more I've been like, you know, mindful of who gets my time and gets my space, 
the cooler those fucking people are. And I'm just, I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful for all the opportunities. I'll tell you about the new job next episode, next episode. Um, Cause it's a little bit longer than the time we have. Plus I gotta, I gotta go work on it. I'm very excited. Just a lot of cool opportunities are coming my way. And I, and I had a moment today where I was like, man, you know, I may not be exactly where I want to be, you know, and I don't know if I ever will be. Cause I, I, I think that, you know, uh, the life I want to live is just not ever being content. And I don't mean like happy. I don't mean peaceful, serene. I don't mean that, but just always, you know, I don't want, I, I like the journey and like, I don't think that's so cliche, but I don't think there's ever going to be a moment where I'm like, I've arrived because I think when I've arrived, that means I'm going to die. You know, like I always want to continue striving for more to be better, to have, you know, the next level. And I don't mean that in a like, I'm an empty shelf, so I got to keep, you know, filling myself up. I just mean like, I hope, cause like, you know, that can be taken a couple of different ways, but I, I was thinking today when I was coming home, I worked a half hour, got, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on some weird commercial commercial made a you know made a hundred bucks or whatever and I was like man you you're a comedian you're you 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 tell jokes people love your jokes you know it may not be for everyone but no one is uh I have a book I get to talk every week in my podcast where I have people listening um you know my dreams are coming true and I think we compare them so often. Like I saw a TikTok uh, the other day. I live on TikTok now, guys. I, I, I'm, that, I'm that 40 year old now. What are you going to do, right? It's the future. Um, I will say that I was having problems with my Zoom virtual background for like two years and I've gone down like a couple of hour rabbit holes on the Zoom help page and on Google and I haven't found any help. And five minutes on TikTok, I fixed the problem. TikTok's my new Google. Anyway. I saw this guy on TikTok and he was talking about actors and artists and he was like very few it's of, of people before 40 get their first co-star. Very few people before 40 get the, you know, in their 20s get assigned with the top three agency. Like he was just saying like the, the stories that we hear that we compare ourselves to is not, not it, it's rare, right? And so like don't compare your shit to that. Compare who you were compare yourself today to who you were yesterday instead of like the 22 year old who just got a five picture deal or whatever. And you know, you may not like, so I just have been thinking about that. I'm like, man, my dreams are coming true. And yeah, I still have to bartend here and there, but like I got to talk with one of my favorite actresses for a couple of hours about poop and I got paid. So like my dreams are coming true. Um, so I am one lucky broad. I am one lucky broad. Um, that's it. That'll be the episode. Thanks everyone for listening. I will. I have an announcement. I have decided what the soap on Patreon. If you're a Patreon subscriber, thank you so much. I really appreciate that support. If you're not and you want to be one, you can go to Kim Crawl. No, you go to, uh, I think it's on my, my website too, but, or it is on my website too, but you can go to patreon.com slash Kim Crawl. It's like three to five bucks a month and you'll get, you know, a bunch of shit. Um, and so I was doing my sexual revolution, which was, I was talking about my sex life and I don't know the last few months have just been like, all right, I had sex with this guy. Do you want to hear the story? And I, I, most of the stories I've told on the regular podcast. So it just wasn't feeling very authentic. I wasn't excited about doing it. And so I was like, I asked a few friends for some ideas. And one of my friends who is a Patreon subscriber threw this uh, idea at me. And she was like, why don't you interview comics about, you know, their biggest bomb? 
And so I will, on the 15th of every month, I will be releasing a bonus episode, probably like 30, 45 minutes, where I ask a comic um, four questions, my regular questions. I ask them about their poop scoop. I make them give me a poop scoop. I, um, I also ask them uh, why they're one lucky broad. It's a fun way to find out what guys have problems with masculinity because like I'll ask a guy that and they're like, I'm not a broad. But most guys, you know, most of most the guys I have on are like, you know, like, oh, I'm one lucky rod. You know, Malone, my very first crawling up, Michael Malone, who is so funny. Check him out. I talk about him a lot on the show. He's great. He'll be a, he'll be a guest. Um, he was like, I'm one lucky broad because he's one of the most secure, awesome dudes I know. Uh, he So, I, so I'm going to ask, you know, those two questions and then I'm going to end it with I want to hear the comics biggest bomb, like the biggest bomb they've ever had, which is like where you, you fail on stage, right? Like all of us have, in my experience, we all have that one set that lives rent free in our head. Like I dream about mine and I've told you guys about mine. Mine was the night at the comedy store when I was hosting and I couldn't remember anybody's name. It was like a fucking nightmare. It was like being naked in high school nightmare. It was awful. And then I'm going to ask them, when was the moment they knew this was it. Like I'm a comedian. I'm a fucking stand-up comedian. And I think that'll be a fun little quick listen. So that'll be a bonus episode. I think I'm going to do a third one. That's sort of in the works now, but I uh, will announce that. But the 15th, the first guest will be Ken Gar, uh, which is, I don't know. I feel like it's a fun, you know, bringing it back to dash days. Cause you know, he and I have, have rekindled our friendship in the last few months and it's been really special and really great. And I'm, you know, I'm really grateful for that. Uh, I, I missed, I missed that guy in my life on a daily basis. We did fight a lot. And, you know, I think now we, you know, we've two years grown in a fucking pandemic. We've both been through a lot and there's just this kindness and respect that we once had in our friendship and it's back and it's wonderful. Um, I only say all this publicly because I think it was very public with like, you know, whatever. I mean, we didn't have like some like epic, you know, uh, falling out, but <laughs> I'm acting like we're like Miley Cyrus and that Hemsworth brother that she dated. I can never remember which one. I think it's the one from the Hunger Games, but I don't know his name. Uh, not the, I guess they're both Australian, right? Cause they're brothers, whatever. That just, that's a weird way to end that. Cause I sound kind of dumb anyway. So that's going to be uh, the 15th of every month. I am almost done with my uh, audiobook recording, which is so exciting. Um, so if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get a free audiobook download. I think that's how I, I figure it'll work probably in an easy way. Um, and then there's some bonus episodes in there. So if you're able to subscribe, I would love it. If you can't, that's awesome too. Uh, go to my TikTok, please. If you are on TikTok and follow me and give me some likes, I would, I would, uh, I, I would love all the encouragement. It feels really awesome to do something that I've been scared to do and just fucking doing it. It just feels really rad to do something that I one was told I wasn't going to be able to do, or I wasn't going to do or whatever that broad said six months ago. Um, and just do it, you know, just fucking do it. And I'm going to leave with this because I, I need to, it. The reminder again, I'm going to say it again. I realize that people who have negative shit to say about anyone, it's their own insecurities. That's it. It just means that you are doing something so awesome that it is bringing out their own BS and it's none of your business what people think of you. Um, I don't know. And just be around people that want to like lift you up, not knock you down a peg. I don't understand those humans and don't leave bad Yelp reviews. Fuck you. If you do, you know, 
who want like come on everyone is just trying to do the best they can like unless someone like outwardly like spits in your food in front of you more than likely they're having a bad day and they're a human and I think we all should just allow each other to be human a little bit more you know we should just allow each other a little bit more grace forgiveness the world is on fucking fire literally in some parts of California. So just, and probably other places in the world, I don't know if those fires were ever put out, whatever, but you know, just be kind, man. Just fucking be kind. All right. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.